We are glad to have you join us today on the Care to Change podcast. April, we'll be talking with our counselor, Mike Spencer, about how to help your kids find fun outside of technology as part of our series on looking for fun in the midst of yuck. We hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Thanks for being part of this conversation. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux from Care to Change. I am so glad that you've chosen to spend this time with us. We are in the middle of a series that we've entitled Looking for Fun in the Midst of Yuck. And we have had some really great conversations over the last few weeks. Jared kicked us off with uh, when life doesn't feel fun anymore and sort of what to do with the stress of life. And then Danielle talked a little bit about work, what to do when you dread going to work. And then last week, Jared and I talked about what it's like when marriage is no longer fun. And so we've had some great discussions. And today we are shifting gears into how to help your kids find fun outside of technology. And so this is every parent's question. I know I'm a parent. I've said it lots of times with teenagers. And so I'm really excited for today's discussion. And we have with us Mike Spencer. Mike, thanks for coming back. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a delight to have these conversations. I always learn when Mike comes to the podcast. In fact, every time Mike talks or presents, I learn from him. And I know to bring notes and take notes um, with me. So I'm so glad that you're here. Mike, for those that are just joining the podcast and don't know who you are, would you take just a couple minutes and tell a little bit about you and and what you're doing here? Right. You know, one of the things I, I would say, you know, First is, this has been really helpful for me to study. So I'm I'm a person and uh, sometimes I struggle with getting outside of technology as well. Last night, my daughter said, we have so much better conversations when you don't have your phone. Oh, I know. So here I am. I'm a father of uh, five kids. And as you know, one of, she wasn't being mean, but you know. Right. Yeah. And so I work here at Care Change and I often work with kiddos, uh, those who come from hard places in particular. Uh, marriages as well, and men who's struggling with, you know, a pornography issue or an addiction issue. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I focus and, mm-hmm. and do my work and getting ready to turn 60. I know it's several months away, but it feels, <laughs> feels like it's coming. It does. I can feel it like a train. <laughs> my it's body coming whether you it. like it or That's not. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I try to keep myself flexible and strong to play with my grandkids. And so that's kind of uh, structure my life so that I can enjoy more of it. Sure, sure. Well, I'm glad you're here, both on the podcast and at Care to Change. Highly recommend um, Mike and for lots of reasons and in lots of ways. And so I'm um, especially excited to learn from you today. Again, our topic is how to help your kids find fun outside of technology. But to sort of set this up a little bit, and I know just this year we've had one conversation in a prior series on technology and sort of the impact of um, technology on kids. But I, in case you miss, I do want to at least begin with touching on that. So why don't we jump in first to just sort of talk about the impact of technology on kids today? Yeah, you know, I think that's a, a really big uh, challenge in part, especially in these days, because many of the typical resources that they had to do something like, you know, being outside, being with friends, being with other people, because of the pandemic, those things have really been restricted. And because of that, parents have often really loosened up 
mm-hmm. their own restrictions and what they think is best. So I think that's gotten a lot of kids in a place where, you know, they're they're chasing those dopamine hits that get from playing the games mm-hmm. or the hits they get from uh, the social media interaction. And in the midst of that, they find it difficult when you turn off the, the media, figuring out what now what do I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You say, you know, you have a, a room full of toys and a yard outside right. and lots of uh, yard right. toys. And you're looking, saying, what am I supposed to do now that you've taken away my phone or my gaming system? Right. Right. It's just challenging. So uh, not that I'm necessarily recommending this, but we uh, for a long time with our kids would, would do what we would call a, me- a media fast for a month. Wow. And we would do that usually in the heat of the summer. So in August when, um, well, I should take that, flip that around. We didn't do it in August because it was so hot outside. We did it in June. Mm-hmm. So that there was less resistance to going outside and, and doing those things. Um, but that was just back when it was, uh, well, TV. I mean, there even, yes. even before uh, computers. The challenge now is that so many kids' connections come through the computer or come through their mm-hmm. device that they... They organize activities and things to do with their devices that it's challenging to just sort of like put them away for a month. That would be really tough. Mm-hmm. But we found huge benefits. All of a sudden, our kids would be around and wanting to have conversations. Mm. They couldn't think of anything to do. So what they do is they come around and we would talk mm. and then just playing games with them, board mm. games was so much fun. I know like probably all of you parents are like panicking, like I'm going to say, you know, take a month fast. I, uh, that'd be it would be great but there's a lot of things to con- figure out like how do you help your kids still have relationships with right. other people if you do that and so i'm not that's not something i'm gonna say you have to do or something but one of the things i would say is you kind of have to ask the question why is technology so sticky mm-hmm. you know what is it i think there are a number of different answers but i'm gonna go maybe different from simply like the brain science or some of the, I'm going to take a little bit path and ask this, you know, and ask answering that question, thinking about, okay, what, what are sort of the normal, typical innate human needs that people have? I'm so glad that you're going here. If you're a parent listening and you want to know about the neuro effects, we have just in the last couple of series, Mm -hmm. we've been addressing that. So I'm glad that you're taking a different spin. And if, if you're listening and you want that spin, I want to encourage you, and we can even put it in the show notes, which ones were about uh, more sort of neurologically what happens. You can't separate it completely, but yeah. No, right. Yeah, it all over, overlaps. But there is a certain sense in which, you know, one of, the, one of the key, I would say, human needs that we have is mastery, the ability to, to develop meaningful skills. Mm. And you know what? Video games kind of offer that sense of I am mastering something, Mm. Right. They give them that that feeling and that whether that's in the video games or sometimes even in the um, the social media, but very much in the video games, you feel like you're mastering something. So it feels it ties into that sort of innate need. And it un- unfortunately, what is being mastered are, you know, little pixels and images mm-hmm. and aren't necessarily meaningful skills. But it, uh, it also ties into this desire for autonomy you know, we're kind of in there playing the game and we're sort of making our different choices and there can be a feeling of autonomy in that uh, as another innate human need. And oftentimes when you're playing, especially when you're playing a game with a group of people, 
You can feel like you belong. And then when you're talking about it at school and class about a particular game, Mm. you also experience that sense of I belong, you know, that I'm wanted. Mm -hmm. And it does kind of provide that or potentially a sense of false sense of being known mm-hmm. and being seen. And so it can hijack those innate human needs and cravings and make us like feel like we're having that experience, right? right? Then when you turn it off, right? Imagine you're having that, those needs feel like are being connected to and you turn it off. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more work to have those needs met in the physical world, Mm. you know, and there's also a lot of uncertainty about those needs being met as to, well, like, do I belong? There's Mm -hmm. so much fear Mm -hmm. in comparison for kids that you just feel like you belong more in that video game than necessarily with this group of people out there that you're comparing yourself to. Right. Right. Uh, so I, that's one of the, the real challenges with the video games uh, and the technology is it's either tuning you into a false sense of those needs being met or it's you tuning out from the reality that those needs aren't met. Mm. Oh, tuning in or tuning out. Right. Yeah. So mm. good. So I've, I heard three different basic needs that could potentially feel like are met, not necessarily right. are, but could feel like in right. in a false way, uh, in right. a potentially false way in technology, uh, mastery, yep. autonomy, yep. and that feeling of belonging or being wanted. Right. And all three of those needs can feel like they're met in mm-hmm. the use of technology, especially gaming. Right. Right. Gaming. Well, and social media too, if you get the, mm-hmm. all those likes. Yes. Right. Yes. You're, you're, I'm mastering the social media by doing pictures and, and doing videos and doing things. And so people are, mm-hmm. are seeing, I'm, I'm gaining that skill and then people are liking it. So I feel like I belong. Right. Right. And there's some autonomy in that I'm sculpting an image. Right. Who I want, how I want to be seen. So yeah, it's also in there. And really what this does, and it's no wonder, I mean, We can look at it from a neurological standpoint when you remove a phone from Mm -hmm. a teenager or a child um, Mm -hmm. that's on it for a period of time. And rarely do I hear parents say, I told my my daughter, "Okay, that's enough time on the phone. And she said, "Okay, mom, no problem. And shut it off. In fact, let me get off early, mom, and shuts the phone off and hands it to you like that's not the stories I hear. <laughs> and that's not the story I experience as a parent. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And the 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 response is less kind and right. calm, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but when you think about technology and gaming in this sense, like, am I removing that feeling that, he, you know, he or she has mastered this game or this feeling of being autonomous or this feeling of belonging, I think that one might be the strongest of the the three because, you know, the social nature that we are. And so if I say, put your phone down and know you're not going to have it the rest of the night, have I removed that feeling of belonging? Mm -hmm. It sort of lends itself to the next question, right? How do I provide my kids with Mm -hmm. this sense of mastery and autonomy and belonging without the use of technology? I don't know if you want to go there yet or if you have other 
other needs? No, I mean, the only other thing is that there's one that kind of overlaps with the belonging and that is intimacy. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Feeling, feeling seen and known. But I, but I, I think you're going exactly kind of where I was thinking in, in this, in, in this idea of, so when you go to take this away, right, you're just, what do you think you're doing? Right. You think you're just telling them to turn off, right. You know, you're telling, you think you're telling them just like stop zoning out, mm-hmm. but rather they're so gripped by it because of the, the neurology involved and because of these innate needs that are being stroked, mm-hmm. right? Right. So you think, well, why, why are they responding this way? Right. And then our natural response as a parent is to get mad. Right. That's right. I knew it. And that's exactly why you shouldn't have right. this phone mm-hmm. because of the way you're acting right now. Right. Yes. Yes. So then it's a cycle. <laughs> right. Right. But if you knew you were taking away that feeling. Right. You might right. be a little slower or, or be more empathetic. Right. Not that you wouldn't take it away or you wouldn't stop it or interrupt it, but right. that you would say, okay, so if I'm going to do that, mm-hmm. right, if I'm going to do that, uh, I'm going to need to provide fun that mm-hmm. also connects mm-hmm. to these mm-hmm. innate needs. Right. Right. And, and I'm going to need to consider that there's something really going on here. You know what? It, my kids aren't just lazy. Right. They're experiencing something really powerful in the technology that we want them to experience in face-to-face human interaction relationships. Right. right. That those same things of autonomy and mastery and intimacy and belonging are available outside of technology. Right. Right. And as you're saying this, I'm thinking of what we as parents then model. Right. So we ask them to Mm. put the technology down or to step away from it while ours is in our hand. Right. Right. And so we're not offering them an alternative to belonging or mastery. Yeah. And then we're turning around and modeling that yeah. we, we yeah. need to have our phones because, you know, we're the adults and it's important for us to have ours. Right. And we, right. you use the term lazy, like, but you're <laughs> just on it for fun. Right. 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 Yeah. And so one, it certainly doesn't feel fair. Mm-hmm. And second, it tends to make us look hypocritical. Right. And our kids, whether you realize it or not, are very... You know, strongly affected and responsive to their perception that when we're hypocritical, yes, that really denigrates any sort of our authority mm-hmm. and feels like what we're saying has no true value to it. Mm-hmm. That what we're just being arbitrary. Mm-hmm. So it uh, might be a good question to say, "Wow, am I still on it because of any of these right. four things I right. might be getting from it?" Right. Because the needs don't change just because we become adults. Right. So what are ways or things to offer? So setting a boundary for kids. I'm I'm not hearing you say don't allow technology. That's not the purpose of this. Right. I haven't heard you say, although we've talked enough, I would know you would say there has to be some sort of structure or boundary in place. Right. You know, time, place, location, all of that. We've Mm -hmm. talked about that in other other uh, episodes, but when we, if we recognize these needs and there are probably others, if we sat here and really thought about it, but if we recognize these are the needs that our kids are having met, what are ways that we as parents, you know, 
obviously by modeling, but right. what are things that we can do? How, you know, the topic, how to help your kids find fun and really mastery, autonomy, belonging, and intimacy outside of technology. Right. You know, and you know, that's a, I think that one, we have to know that we're sort of helping our kids move right from the sort of getting those dopamine hits and we're, we're going to need to be involved. That's really what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Not just simply giving instructions, Mm -hmm. but we're going to actually need to be part of the belonging and the intimacy and the autonomy, making choices and mastery Mm -hmm. with them uh, in many ways. So, so give me, give me something practical for each of these. If we think the need as a parent, you know, okay, we're going to be involved. We're going to make change. We're going to do this thing. Right. 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 So let's start with each one of these. What's an example or a couple of examples to, to help them get these needs met without it being technology, especially the fun. Right. You know, I think there are a lot of different ways to go into that. You know, I think the experience again, you know, not everybody's going to want to do this, but they sort of even just going, even just going camping, Hmm. you know, and let's build a fire. Mastery. Mastery, right. Let's tell stories. Yeah. Connection. Right. Right. Those are, those are, and everybody sort of can have their turns in creating, you know, story Mm -hmm. or remembering stories. And so this is an experience that they're, they're having together and, and belonging in the midst of it. That's, that's, so if you think about so many things can be involved in that, whether it's just, whether it's playing Monopoly right mm-hmm. and you're connecting or and and developing mastery and they're their own mm-hmm. characters so they get to autonomy right, right. Mm-hmm. they get to have autonomy so our game so many things have it innately in there it's actually hard to find in many ways something that doesn't right right <laughs> and sometimes the autonomy of if even if it's going to be media to say you know hey w- one of your kids gets to choose the movie mm-hmm. right right they ex- they are expressing some autonomy in that. Mm-hmm. So they're in lots of different ways. These things kind of show up. I, I think the first goal or first way to kind of hang out with it or to enter into it is probably going to focus on the belonging, okay. right, and the intimacy, and and maybe you know so doing some things a little bit differently. Maybe it's to take uh, with your family, like you know, hey, what? It's dark outside. Let's do something weird let's go for a nighttime hike. Mm. Let's go for a, a night. And that, that kind of boosts that sense of autonomy. We don't have to do everything that, in the way everybody else does it. Right. And we can go out and we can look at, look at the stars and we can step back and we can listen to what the sounds are at right. night. And so we have that common experience mm-hmm. and you'll find you know, like one of your kids engaging and want to sort of lead or one child who wants to notice everything Mm-hmm. And we can kind of all participate in that. Right. Uh, taking some nighttime hikes, creating some, you know, scavenger hunts. Yes. Uh, together, doing some of those kind of things, focusing in on that belonging and and doing some of those fun things together. It doesn't have to always uh, revolve around, you know, sport mm-hmm. as far as those things are concerned. It can be, it can be more of like even doing, doing crafts. But the mm-hmm. focus in there is, hey, we're doing it together. Together, And oftentimes they're going to be actually uh, initially 
uh, learning and maybe a new skill. Mm -hmm. So the mastery isn't there at first. And that that's something that sort of comes over time with practice, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's different uh, crafts that we, that you might do, whether it's drawing or painting or creating signs in our, in our situation and, or paintings, things like that. Yeah. So, and so it sounds like finding things that maybe are fun for your child. So you might have Mm -hmm. a, a child that likes sport. You might have a child that likes crafts. Right. You might have a child that likes writing or, or journaling or, right. or reading. or And so to sort of meet them mm-hmm. in what they enjoy right? and saying, let's do this together in a different sort of way. Right, right. And that builds that mastery and allows them to be autonomous. They choose because it's what they like to do versus, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Come join me. Right. Right. We're allowing them to do what is important or fun for them. Correct. And Correct. then doing it together to right. say, hey, we belong. And that does create that intimacy. Right. So some of the you know, thinking, taking you know this to some of the ideas of structure that we haven't talked so much about would be like in some ways determining like media free places. Right. 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 So the dinner table or mm-hmm. the breakfast table you know, kind of media free, Mm -hmm. right? In that zone, we're not going to have our phones or tablets or whatever, our, Mm -hmm. you know, switches, you know, I almost said DS, but that's so old. (laughs) Right. Right. Or Atari. No Atari in that room. (laughs) Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then, um, so you, you, places where there's no, and then even sort of time zones where there's sort of kind of particular times where we're going to be media free. Mm-hmm. Right. And doing some things like that and then set up your media in one sense consumption. And I would say especially as it relates to the summertime with in one sense you earn the media time. Mm-hmm. So for a minimum of an hour, maybe two hours of, you know, doing chores or doing other things, you know, reading or playing outside, mm-hmm. things like that, of, you know, for one hour or two hours, you earn 30 minutes of some screen time or some media time and kind of using a kind of a system of having done other things, the technology comes second. Right. It's never first. Right. It's always second. Right. I know every time I, you know, if my kids get home before me, the first thing they want to do, of course, is go and turn the TV on or go turn the game on or whatever. And if I know it's going to be an hour or two, it's like, okay, I I can't because I'll walk in the house. Right. And they will have sat there for two hours and their little Mm. bodies will be hungry and need to move and they're not in the best space. Right. And so I have to say, these are the things that have to get done. Mm -hmm. Text me when they're done and then we can talk about what tech comes on. Because right. if you don't have your chore done, you don't have your homework done, and, right. you know, for me, it's your clothes are put away or your room is picked up, right. then, you know, there's no reason to go to tech because you have other things that are more right. important that have to get done. And I can't say it's always smooth sailing sure, or that they love that. Right. But when the expectation is set, mm-hmm. you know, over mm-hmm. time, they just know what, what tell right. me what my chore is. Right. Tell me, or it's like, tell me what I have to do in yeah. order to, they kind of know. Like, right. Oh, okay. All right. But it is sort of a, it's not always smooth sailing. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there have been times like when we did the, you know, uh, 30 day fast from television media, we would allow a twice a day, a 15 minute contact your friends time with your media. Mm -hmm. Right. So that if they can plan things to get together or do things, Mm -hmm. there are other activities that they can participate in that they wouldn't get to if they did never were able to get on their technology. It seems like it would have been so much easier, you know, when, when I was raised and you too, you know, there wasn't cell phone. So, you know, there was a TV and back then the, it was TV worth commercials. Right. So a 30 minute show was an hour, but it was 30 minutes at commercials or a 30 minute show was really only 20 minutes. And so there was a space created, a natural space when the commercial came to use the bathroom, to get a drink, to have a conversation about what we just watched. Right. And so there was still connection even happening in the middle of, that's right. You know, the 30 minute episode of, you know, whatever the, the show was that we would watch. And just got really complicated right because now you fast forward through there's no breaks right you know even netflix just goes to the next episode in five seconds you'll be in the next episode right yeah. and so it's like it, it there's just it's just continual right there's so there's not built-in breaks like when we were you know and even phones you know we laugh about the phone right. was attached to the wall right so you tried to get the for me you know teenage right. girl i wanted the longest cord cord that I could find (laughs) so I could go in the next room and at least shut the door. Right. You know, but it was attached to the wall. So I had to walk to the phone. It was in a central location. You know, we weren't allowed to have the, you know, a phone in our bedroom. So it was still, it was still pretty public. Yes. And these are the things that, you know, they sound old school, but gosh, do you talk Mm. about Mm. true uh, learning to connect? Right. You know, and the biggest problem was, you know, my mom saying, You've been on the phone for an hour and a half. You're going to see them tomorrow morning. You were with them all day. There's nothing you could possibly be talking about. But it's so different now because they can walk around with their phones. They can walk outside with their phones. They can play games with their Mm phones. There's just, it's just different. It is. So as parents, we have to, we can't parent the way we were parented. Right. Right. Things are different, but the basic needs are the same. That's right. And so we now have to be a little bit more creative and how to, and our parents, you know, even I think about my mom with the TV show, meeting those needs, not, not mm. intentionally thinking, oh, I'm going to connect with my daughter and help her to right. feel like she belongs during the commercial. It was naturally what happened because the space was built in. Yes. Right. And yes. now the space isn't built in, so it doesn't naturally mm. happen. Right. So we as parents now have to be intentional and say, okay, these are some needs that our kids are having. Now, what right. can I do? Right. And maybe even to meet it in their way, not in my way. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not going to say to my, my son, teenage son, come cuddle me because I want you to <laughs> feel like you belong. And he's going to say, are you crazy? You know, right, right. what are you talking about? Right. But he'll say, come play soccer with me. Right. Right. That's and right. then he wants to connect. So right. we and have to adapt is I guess what I'm saying. Right. And if you're on your phone, he's maybe not going to ask you. Right. Come play soccer with me. Right. You're so right. 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 Now, now I have to admit, I do love that my, my, I have my, some daughters who will ask me to come cuddle with me. Nice. Yeah, I do. I know. I know. That's really nice. nice. Very nice. <laughs> yes. I, I do remember like, you know, being in a uh, 10th grader and being on the phone that's connected to the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend saying, I love you and going, oh no, I have to reply to this. And there, <laughs> my parents are around. Right. I right. have to say, if I don't say something, she's going to be really mad at me. Right. And if I do say something, my parents are going to hear me. Right. Yeah. Now they just text it. 
Right. Yeah. That was so different. Voice over it and send it. Right. No one has to know. Right. No one else has to know that I say I love you. Just delete that out. <laughs> oh, my word. Well, this is so good. Um, it really brings it back home. Do you have any specific resources that you can give to parents if they want sure. to learn more? Yeah. You know, one, I think this is one of those topics that you can't beat the internet on. I mean, you just type, you know, how to camp backyard campouts with your kids and the resources are endless. Mm. You type in, you know, scavenger hunts. You don't even have to really think it up. There's apps. You can just cash, but then you're on your phone. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there are apps to do it. But 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 just even having the, the paper, I, I think this is the, the ideas are endless. And mm-hmm. if you think about, well, my kid is in my my child is like this and they enjoy these kind of things. And you can Google ask, you know, asking, you know, to do lots of different things. And so I think there are lots of lists I found of 10 things to do with your kids outside, 50 mm-hmm. things to do with your mm-hmm. kids outside. Yep. You know, they're they're endless. Right. And so I, I don't know that I would say go read a book because mm-hmm. I don't think you need to. I think if you're looking for just most of the time, it's just ideas. What do I do? Right. 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 And, it, and the Internet is so good at giving you ideas right there at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are going to be using technology. Right. To do that. On the other hand, if you have a child that's really into computer coding and writing computer code, you're going to have to work that into mm. this uh limitation right. and where to use uh, technology. I've, I've said that before, you know, instead of, you know, when my kids are into Minecraft some time ago, right. I know that's sort of in the past now too, but, you know, just sitting and building and building and building, right. like instead of saying, just get off the screen just to sit mm-hmm. and just say, show me what you're building. What right. are your rooms, you right. know, attempting to build, which I'm I terrible at. So, oh, and then they just start talking and talking. Right. And in 10 minutes, I can say, okay, hey, jump off. Let's go. And they're right. like, okay, because at that point, we're connected. Right. They're sharing what they're doing. So they feel right. that sense of belonging. And right. there isn't the resistance. Mm-hmm. Just like if I walked in and said, hey, 10 minutes, get off the... Right. Just to invest into what's important. Right. Um, right. Rather than just and, taking it. And sometimes you're simply going to have to do this and outlast yes. their resistance. Yes. Because some of them won't want to do those things. Right. They won't want to have that family game night. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, going to try to in- engage with them and be friendly, be kind and sort of figure out what the game is they want to play. Right. Bring them in that way. But sometimes because of their desire for autonomy, they will resist. Mm-hmm doing this some of these things together right and you just need to outlast them right yeah yeah Yeah. well mike as always this is such a good segment with so much you know like i said as a parent with teenagers i'm i'm over here taking notes myself and such such good information so thank you for sharing Uh, if you're listening and you're saying i'm just not connecting with my child and this whole discussion of mastery and autonomy and belonging is just so foreign and if that feels foreign to you that's why we're here so mike is here we have other counselors who specialize in parenting and working with kids as well but there's no reason to go this alone and there's no reason to feel like you're stumbling through it you know and so i want to encourage you to take a step and if you're frustrated or you're just not getting it or over time it just doesn't seem to be working 
that's really why we're here. So um, give us a call, reach out that we have lots of podcasts on parenting. So I would encourage you to look over the other titles and listen to those podcasts as well. We have some information on our YouTube as well. So the, the point is not to struggle alone. Mm-hmm. Um, reach out when you've come to the, the end of what you know. There's no reason to live as a frustrated parent. Uh, there is a way to enjoy your kids outside of technology. Absolutely. So, uh, Mike, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Great For those to be of here. you listening, make sure you let us know how we're doing. Connect with us in whatever way you'd like. Send us a text on our care line. And next week, we'll be closing out our series with... Britt Smith talking about the topic of when you don't feel joy, but feel like you should. So um, I look forward to having that conversation with Britt and until later, have a, have a great day, y'all. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.